Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome on into a Thursday edition of the Baseball Insiders. That ticking trade deadline clock is going off in the background. Under pressure, several MLB teams are. We will preview the start of the second half by taking you through the teams that are under the most amount of stress as the deadline approaches. And of course, we will say the name Shohei Otani. And joining me, as always, is fansided's MLB insider Robert Murray. Robert beginning it is beginning i am very here for the next three weeks the next three weeks are surely going to be absolutely freaking bonkers um i'm prepared to get a little sleep gonna stock up on coffee uh and here to break it all down with me is adam weiner adam how you doing good sir Good. I'll break down your coffee consumption for everyone who's joining us. I assume I i'm gonna guess espresso in the morning. You like a little latte foam with a drawing in it, like a heart. No. No, I am a straight up cold brew guy. Um, and if I want to spice it up, I add a little bit of oat or almond milk. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a very simple kind of guy with my coffee. I don't drink it warm, though, especially in this Arizona heat. It's supposed to be 116 to 117 degrees, Adam. Holy I'm a cold Lito. brew. I'm a cold brew guy, whether it's 117 degrees or not. I'm actually excited. I'm moving. I'm a little, you know, moving is not great, but I'm in too much of a coffee routine right now where I try to do Starbucks half the time. And there's no alternative the other days. Like, I want a great local spot. And the spots around me right now are like Gregory's Coffee, which I don't know if you have. They're not good. There's a Dunkin', which Dunkin' Cold Brew, when they make it, like, sometimes you get it and you're like, that's pretty good. Sometimes you get it and you're like, that is motor oil. Like, that's absolute rocket fuel. I'm at like a 10K. Like, somebody the other day was telling me, like, we thought it might just be our Dunkin'. And somebody was like, no, my hands were shaking. I got Dunkin' Cold Brew. I couldn't drive. Like, yeah, that's what I'll tell you. That's why at Dunkin, I only get one thing and it's the blueberry iced coffee. It is absolutely nuts. It is delicious. Shout out to my buddy AK for that recommendation, by the way. He was an absolute G for for putting that on my radar. I've never done that. I used to do hazelnut swirl, but then people stopped knowing what it meant. Like at a certain point, it meant hazelnut syrup. And then they were just like hazelnut iced coffee with nothing. Got it. So I'd get some like black. Very bitter hazelnut iced coffee. But you know what? I'm looking for that local spot. Um, come uh, when my new apartment, I'll, I'll tell everybody where I live <laughs> when I move in. You do it, yeah. And you guys can tell me where to get coffee. Um, but if you are a betting enthusiast or you want to be and you're not yet, that's actually probably the sweeter spot for us right now. If you're an MLB fan who wants to try Bet365, we have a promo for you. It's right there on the screen. 
All you have to do is deposit $10, place a $1 wager on any sport. You will instantly receive $200 added to your account in bonus bets, whether you win or lose. That's at least 50 Dunkin' Blueberry Ice Coffees. All you have to do is use the code BASEBALLIN to sign up. That's BASEBALLIN, I-N. By using that code, you not only receive the $200 in bonuses, you will also be directly supporting the podcast. And during the three weeks before the trade deadline, goodness gracious, do we need that support. So if you have not signed up for Bet365, join with the code BASEBALLIN, BASEBALLIN, and place that first bet. This offer is available for new customers who are 21 plus and physically present in most legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for full terms of the offer. And Robert, the teams that are under the most pressure right now, the number one team, I think we're probably shaking hands on it, and this team could very much use some bonus bet money right now or whatever they're able to convert into cold, hard cash this offseason. Let's talk Angels right up top because they're in the oddest spot for me without Mike Trout with a pre-All-Star break slide. They're in the sludge pile among the wild card semi-contenders right now. A couple weeks ago, it would have felt ridiculous to trade Shohei Otani. We know Artie Moreno does not want to trade Shohei Otani, but this team has three weeks to decide exactly how far they want to go. Yeah, if... They're in a really interesting position because if they trade Shohei Otani, that I mean, they're, they're, there's no shot of them retaining him like as a free agent, or if they if they, there's there'd be no way. So that basically be just losing Shohei Otani right now. That's why I think it's it's more likely that they explore buying because um, they've already done it with Eduardo Escobar and Mike Mustakas. Um, they can try to fill some different areas of need can target some starting pitching they can do an assortment of different things but if i was running the angels i would seriously consider trading otani um i think it would be the right thing for them to do it would be a better haul in return than it would be uh for a draft pick that they would get when he leaves or if he leaves as a free agent um and i think they got to be realistic with themselves because i don't think they have much of a shot at winning the world series I, as I've said before, and I'll say it again, I would be absolutely stunned if they do trade Shoei Otani. I just can't envision Artie Moreno being the owner who does that. Um, but yeah, it's Perry Manassian there as their general manager is in a really interesting spot. It's a tough position because, um, yeah, it's he's he's basically he's got a half a year left to convince Otani to stay. He's got to, he's also got to like balance winning now versus trying to maintain competitiveness in future seasons too. It's a really tough dance that he's got to do right now, but um, he's also, he's got three weeks to figure it out. Well, he reunited the Joyce twins in this year's draft. That was pretty cool, but somehow it doesn't seem like that's going to be the most notable moment of his July. Um, God, the angels fans I know in my life are sort of ready to maybe trade Otani, maybe more ready than Artie Moreno is. They sort of see the writing on the wall. And that pessimism comes from being this sort of also ran with two of the greatest players in the world for the last five or six years. So I get sort of being beaten into submission by the fandom, but I do think it's probably more likely they buy a little bit more. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I, I think they will buy. I'm I'm very curious to see exactly how aggressive they are in terms of buying. It's, it's also, it's tough too, because if you look at the Angels, um, no matter what, 
and this it seems like they they've kind of lost is they have not won they've not gotten to the postseason with arguably the best player in baseball history and they're either going to have they're either either going to lose him as a free agent um or they could trade him for what would be pennies on the dollar compared to what it was last year like there's still a chance that they can retain him as a free agent but if they miss the postseason then those chances just dwindle to nothing um it's a really tough spot and um, it's unfortunate, and you got to see at the All Star Game. Every fan base is going to start clamoring for Shohei Otani. Um, it's only just beginning, and we're talking when that day comes. As I said, the, arguably the best player in baseball history is going to be a free agent, which is going to be one hell of a winter. Let me tell you that. Buster Olney today said he thinks the Yankees are going to push hardest for a trade at the deadline. I don't think that's interesting because. I don't think they're going to trade for him at the deadline, but I do think it's interesting because whoever does trade for him at the deadline, the pressure transfers to you. You can't trade for him and not extend him. So the Dodgers want him this offseason. The Padres want him this offseason. So do the Mets. If the Yankees stepped in and traded for him, they can't sell their fan base on two months of Otani and then whoops, the Dodgers outbid us. So I think that's them signifying they're going to be in this offseason as well if you buy any of it. And I kind of don't buy any of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of skeptical about it myself as they got a lot of big contracts on the books already. I mean, Otani, like, I mean, if they presume as a fridge, and we're talking about, let's say, 12 years for $550 million. I mean, that's just yeah. me throwing a number out there. But having honestly, that a, reason, a reasonable, crazy number. Yeah, which is it's crazy to think about, but as you said, it's realistic. You have that on top of the Aaron Judge contract, on top of the Giancarlo Stanton contract, on top of the Garrett Cole contract, on top of the Carlos uh, Rodon contract. It's, I mean, that's a lot of big salaries on top of each other. That's why I'm pretty skeptical that they're going to be able to pursue him as a free agent. Um, maybe this trade deadline could be different, but I'm right there with you. I think I'm pretty skeptical about that. Yeah, well, we'll see. The Angels have three weeks to decide if they want to do the funniest thing of all time. Uh, The other teams I'm eyeballing, the Brew Crew, mostly because they're they're still the Fangraphs' favorite to win the Central. They're probably the real favorite to win the Central. Um, But how far are they willing to go to make up the one-game gap right now with the Reds? How much do they believe in themselves and they fractured the clubhouse in 2022 with Josh Hader. They fractured the clubhouse in 2021, apparently by trading Orlando Arcia, as Hader and Devin Williams said at this year's All-Star game. Do they want to take that risk again and trade some beloved talent, or are they going to be all in? I'm also looking at the Cardinals, as we have been for months. They're going to sell, but are they going to Nolan Arenado sell? Are they going to hard reset? Is this a business as he said at the all-star game, or are they going to be a little nicer to him? And then what about the Orioles? I mean, they're obviously not under that much pressure on the field. They're a front runner for the number one wildcard spot and potentially the AL East title, but this could be a special season if they press the right buttons with so many teams unwilling to do so. Are you happy if you're the Orioles probably be in the favorites for the top wild card or do you want the AL East? Do you want a hundred wins and how do you get there without mortgaging the future? Yeah. So this is a lot to unpack here is I'll start with the brewers here. Um, they, I do not think they will sell off their major league roster. 
Um, I think what they are likely going to do is look to improve the major league team because they learned the lessons last year of what it's like trading a superstar in the middle of a, in the middle of a pennant run. And it costs them in the biggest way. And I think they learned some pretty valuable lessons there. And I can't envision them doing anything too big, not just not because it's not what they're, they want to do, but like, I don't, I don't believe in talking to teams right now that we're going to have that much star power on the move. Uh, that could change within the next two or three weeks, but it seems like the trade market is going to lack like a high end piece and more complimentary or like tier two players. So I think the Brewers are going to be in position to buy, but the Cardinals is position in their declaration that they are going to be sellers uh, from what John Mosellex said the other day. Um, that does change things a little bit because you look at their trade pieces. They got Jordan Montgomery. They have Jack Flaherty. They have Jordan Hicks. Giovanni Gallegos could be a guy who ends up getting some trade interest. Tyler O'Neill is a player that the Cardinals would be very open to moving. Um, I think those are some players that you should watch for sure. And I also thought it was interesting because I think Moselak's exact phrasing was he doesn't know if there's going to be household names that are going to be on the move. And do you interpret that as Goldschmidt? Do you interpret that as Nolan Arenado? Like what exactly do you interpret that as? I, as I've said, I don't think, I don't think that either of those players are going to be on the move, but I think the likelihood is at least higher than what Otani's is. So um, perhaps like I'm sure there's going to be teams that inquire on both players. I mean, I think every contender should, cause we're talking about two, I don't think it's a stretch to say hall of fame players. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think the likelihood is there, but you, who knows if you listen, maybe you get an offer that you can't refuse. And uh, that's the position that the Cardinals and John Mose like really find themselves in right now. And then what was it? The Orioles. Oh, and I got my eyes on the O's. Yeah. They're yeah. Just kind of a wild card in the whole thing. Yeah, I honestly, they're close enough in that division. Like they're right there with the Rays who started off the season scorching hot. And I know they had that skid um, right before the all-star break. The Orioles to me are in a position where they could get pretty creative um, and aggressive in addressing the rotation. I think that was their consensus biggest weakness entering the uh, entering the regular season because they didn't really invest much there. Um, I, I don't know exactly who they would pursue. Um, you can look at a bunch of different guys like Shane Bieber, Dylan Cease. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. Um, but Jordan Montgomery, Jack Flaherty, Lucas Giolito. There's a lot of starting pitchers in that tier two category, I think, uh, could really help them out. Um, so they should have an assortment of options. I do expect them to acquire at least one arm and we'll see what happens there. But I think the Orioles should really, they should go for it because, their farm system is so stacked and talented that if they trade one or two of those pieces, especially from positions of like high end depth, it's not going to impact them too much. Like obviously like they're not going to move any of their top, top, top prospects. Um, but they have enough, enough depth where they can try to upgrade positions on their major league roster and it won't impact them too much in the long haul. Yeah, I really have always liked Jordan Montgomery there. Like AL East, battle-tested, clearly need pitching. Probably not a lot of ace types on the market this year. And another good revenge chance. Like, oh, the Yankees don't think he's good enough to start a playoff game. Well, he was good enough in St. Louis last year. 
now maybe he could do it for one of their rivals alongside Aaron Hicks. Um, I've just sort of always thought that. Um, I mean, not always. When he was on the Yankees, I wasn't like, you know, he should go to the Orioles and, and go to the Yankees. <laughs> but at least since they traded him, I've been like, yeah, that feels like a fit. Yeah, no, I'll tell you, the uh, Aaron, it, it felt – I don't want to say obvious, but it, like it felt like it was bound to happen that he would have success out of New York. Yeah, um, I mean that's just a, that's a really tough market. And he was showing signs of life before he got cut by the Yankees too. Yeah, um, honestly, good for him. Um, and I'm I'm hopeful for him that he can at least keep it up because um, he's bounced back in a in a decent way. Yeah, um, yeah, never gonna happen here. That's, that's why they don't want to cut Josh Donaldson, even though they should. But you know what? That's life, and that's the world that we live in. Um, Cardinals, the market's this thin. Like, I don't know if I don't think they're going to ultimately trade Nolan Arenado, but Jordan Montgomery, Jordan Hicks, like these are people who I've seen. I saw Cardinals Twitter speculation today that those guys could net top 100 prospects. And I wasn't immediately like, no way. I was kind of like, yeah, 90s, high 80s. Like, that doesn't seem insane. No, I don't think it does. And like, the Cardinal, the, their position, they they got Montgomery last year for Harrison Bader, who's a player that they were, were quite high on. I mean, defensively, he's very good. Offensively, he left a little bit to be desired, and he struggled with health-wise. But they really liked him, and they thought of him as their like as a player that could be in center field for the long haul. Um, and that was not a small price to pay for Jordan Montgomery. And now we're talking 12 months later, the Cardinals flipping um, Montgomery and getting – I mean, relative pennies compared to what uh, what Bader was. So uh, tough, but they, here's another thing too with them is, as I've said, there's a lack of like high-end depth available on the trade market. So perhaps they could get some team desperate enough for starting pitching to overpay uh, for a guy like Montgomery or even Jack Flaherty. Well, keep your eyes open because we're getting towards uh, we're getting to crunch time. Jordan Montgomery strikes me as somebody who could maybe even resign in St. Louis. So they should very carefully flip him. That one seems pretty obvious. Um, we're figuring out the untouchables for teams that we know are going to sell like the Cardinals, like the white Sox. at this point came out this week that there is apparently a group of guys who they don't want to deal. They've got it. They still believe they have a core. Right. But we know they're going to attack the deadline with veracity and they're going to sell off a lot of unattached pieces. Who do you think is most available in Chicago right now? And who would you deem unavailable? Would you even bring it to the level of untouchable for this team? I don't think so. I don't think I'd use the word untouchable for any of these players. Um, even Rick Hahn said a couple of years ago in describing the the White Sox's trade deadline approach, there are no untouchables. Um but that being said, I think there are some players that they'd be very, 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 very unlikely to trade. And those guys would be like Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, Dylan Cease, uh, and Andrew Vaughn. I think those four players are going to be guys that are highly unlikely to be moved. But I do think the White Sox would listen to all players uh, or all inquiries on all players just because, as I said with um, the – as I said earlier, like you um, – how do I want to phrase this? You never know exactly what team will offer what for a player until you end up hearing what they have to offer. And it does not hurt to listen. All teams listen at just what it's what they do. Um, doesn't mean you have to trade a player, but you know, it doesn't hurt to know what's out there. 
Um, but I, those four are very unlikely to be traded. But if you're talking likely trade candidates for them, uh, Lucas Giolito seems like almost a sure thing to be moved. Uh, Keenan Milton, who's been kind of a revelation for them, yeah. um, I think is going to end up being on the move too. Um, under the radar one, before he got hurt, I thought it was Joe Kelly. Um, but that probably makes a trade pretty unlikely there. But um, it's a tough spot for Rick Hahn again. And you got to wonder um, like how how aggressive he's going to be here because um, it's just a really tough spot. But I think those two in Giolito and Middleton are almost sure things to go. And then they'll get inquiries and a bunch of different players too. It's tough. Last year, you would have said Reynaldo Lopez was the guy that they stumbled upon and like, ooh, maybe you're able to maximize that. But 2.76 ERA last year to 4.74 this year. The strikeout numbers are still there. Kind of screams like a player that maybe a smart team wants to unlock heading into free agency. Like there's a chance you maybe sell Lopez to the Dodgers, to the Yankees, or some team that gets joy out of picking up a guy with a four and a half ERA and then turning him around and being like, look, he's doing it again. He's good now. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I, I like that Middleton pull a lot. I'll tell you the uh, Lopez Dodgers fit. I, I had not thought of that until you just said it. I don't hate it. I mean, dude, they need, they need starting pitching in the freaking worst way in, in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, they, they need pitching just period bullpen starting pitching. You name it. They need it. Um, and I wonder if they could end up being a trade fit there. I know, who was it? I think it was John Morosi connected the Dodgers and, and White Sox as trade partners or trade yeah. like a trade fit earlier today. I think Giolito makes a lot of sense growing up in that area. Um, but we'll see. It's, there's going to be a lot of options that the Dodgers consider. But another thing, too, that I want to say about the Dodgers is under Andrew Friedman, they have been hesitant to acquire like um, or give up much for – uh, bullpen pieces so I don't they could get creative there um, maybe this is the year that they end up trying to get a guy like I don't know Scott Barlow or Scott, Scott Barlow uh, I think that is a player they've had interest in in the past I think they have interest again um, but I, I think they're going to prioritize starting pitching and also a uh, another bat uh, for the lineup there too yeah uh, Barlow, former Dodgers farmhand way back in the day. So they have familiarity organizationally with him too. Um, a lot of good fits, uh, won't be a role as Chapman. I think at the end of the year, Dodgers fans will have to look back and see, um, whether they're happy they didn't get in that mix early and they let the Rangers go grab him or whether they ultimately do regret that. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard-to-recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yeah. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You have one more seller that you wanted to mention that is finally ready to go, uh, you'd say, with plenty of pieces, I think, that are going to intrigue a lot of teams. Um, so what about uh, what about this club? The Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, they are a team that I think is, is ready to have conversations with other teams. Uh, they have a few players on expiring contracts, and those players being... Uh, Rich Hill and Carlos Santana. And I think, I think Rich, I think both players are like legit candidates to be moved in the next couple of weeks. Um, but that being said, I will say this is I don't necessarily know if it's a sure thing. When the Pirates signed both of those players, they viewed those guys not only having an impact on the field, but having an impact in the clubhouse. And they've been good leaders for the young players in that clubhouse. They've taught them how to be major leaguers. They've been sounding boards for them and they've been uh, extremely valuable. And I know the pirates really value that. Um, and I don't think they would move them just to move them. I think they're going to actually want like something of value in return. What that looks like, I don't know. Um, but I think those two, they do have a very strong chance of being moved, but I would not guarantee it. Um, I would, from what I gather, I think there's going to be plenty of teams that inquire about David Bedner, their stud reliever. Um, they've, that's happened in the past too, uh, but they have not moved him. I think it would take a pretty sizable haul to get him. So I don't know. I don't necessarily know how likely that's going to be. And as I've said on this podcast before, and I will say it again, I would forget any, I would not get your hopes up about any Andrew McCutcheon trade. I think it is more likely that I date T Swift than Andrew McCutcheon is moved. So I think we should just get that thought out of our heads. When is she coming to Phoenix? Like, I guess if I'm like, if I'm betting on likelihoods, is she coming through town anytime soon or, or no? Dude, she, she was in Phoenix at the start of her tour. Okay. So it's already- and I didn't go to her concert and it hurts. <laughs> oh, dude. T Swift is my girl. I'm a huge Swifty. And I refused. And well, I didn't refuse. I, I went to a different concert instead. Um, yeah, that, uh, boy, not good. Now yeah, I was, I just channeled my inner John Heyman with that oy comment. Yeah. No, I mean, Taylor Swift is great. I would go see her, but I have to pay a security deposit on an apartment. So I don't, I don't think I have three K to drop, but you know what? Uh, if, if, if a ticket fell into my lap, I would go. Oh, dude, if, I'll tell you, I, I thought about paying a, a king's ransom for that. Um, yeah, I'll tell you, uh, Justin, I'm not kidding you. Any publicity is good publicity. If she wants to write a breakup song about me, go on ahead, T-Swift. The That's- bummer is you don't get the second one now, like because she's already doing the Taylor's version. She already owns her own music. So you don't get like the the Dear Rob now and then the Taylor's version in eight years so that every all of her fans can come back after you don't get the double whammy. I'm telling you, she could always make a new line and be like Bert's version. Yeah. I'm telling you.
But again, Andrew McCutcheon not getting traded. I think it's probably no, Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah, long story short. And yeah, well, yeah, actually, that was a, a short story. Long. Yeah, wait, is that, I don't know. But anyway, Andrew McCutcheon's not being he's not being traded. We Let's forget about that. Yeah. Yeah. David Bednar, Pittsburgh native, too. That one always I'm like, oh, come on. Like, even when the like, let's say the Pirates take a step back next year while they bring up the kids and they're like a 70 win team. You want that Pittsburgh native all star closer. Somebody go out in the community sign autographs like that's a tough pill to swallow no that's a very that's a very tough pill to swallow i, I think i think both bedner and, and mccutcheon are pretty safe from being moved but other than that i will brian reynolds ain't being traded mm-hmm. after that no. contract extension either um no. but no I, rich hill and, and carlos santana are certainly the guys to watch there for sure another deadline candidate who just so happens to be the all-star game mvp elias diaz you you had him, right? You had Vlad Jr. winning the Derby. So you had Elias Diaz as the MVP, right? I, I forgot. I, I forgot your prediction. Wait, say that again? You you had Vlad Jr. winning the Derby. So you had Diaz, the, the Rockies catcher, winning the All-Star Game MVP too, right? I, I forget if you had it on the show or just off the show. I, I honestly, I can't take credit for that. It was, uh, I, I had Austin Riley. I, I went for an underdog pick. And, uh, yeah, I swung and missed on that one. But I, I did have Vlad Jr. winning the Derby. And you – wait, who did you go with again? You went with Garcia? I had the winner of a Rosarena Garcia. So my cheap little, you know, right down the middle pick. Technically, we got the finals, but you beat me. Yeah, it's – I mean, not to brag, but I, I'll, be, I'll be able to hold that over your head for like the next year or so. I mean, I had two dogs in the fight. I, did, I, I didn't even have the stones to pick the first round. So that's, you know, I get what I deserve. Yeah, you, you do. And, uh, you know, yeah, you watch the film, be better at him. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, you, you're, you're doing a wonderful job. But, uh, yeah, that was big for the big for the brand. But you like Diaz, who I think was the forgotten NL All-Star for, for many reasons. I mean, the Rockies are the forgotten NL team. He's the third catcher on the roster. Will Smith getting his All-Star nod steals the headline oh finally you know one first time all-star will smith that's weird diaz is the third catcher he gets in the game and he drills a felix bautista home run deep in the left field he gets to be the mvp and you kind of like you know we've already cut onions in the rockies clubhouse we've already said you know the video of him getting named to the team he's crying everyone's crying it's great they love him there but you kind of like him as a potential deadline mover Yes, I do. I think he is a sneaky, very underrated trade candidate that the Rockies should listen on. Um, he is at a breakout year. Uh, he signed for a couple of years so they could get some pretty good value in return. And there's plenty of teams who need catching depth. I, I don't know if the Padres are going to be buyers. Um, I don't we, we don't know what they're going to be because they're in a really strange position. Um, but they need a catcher. The Guardians could use a catcher. There's plenty of teams here that could use catching, and they could end up getting something pretty valuable in return, especially considering his contract. He's signed for, what, three years, 14.5 mil, mm-hmm. which is a relative bargain compared to what that value is. Um, I think the Rockies should absolutely listen. Do I know if they will? I don't. Um, but that's somebody that they should highly entertain training. And it's strange too, because they've been a team in the past. They've had some obvious trade candidates like Daniel Bard last year, still think they should move to a guy like CJ Crone. They've held on to those guys. And 
it, it didn't, well, Bard's case, I mean, well, in, in a bunch of different cases, it hasn't worked out. Um, I think this, this should be the year that they, they very much entertain moving, moving some of those guys. The other all-star storyline, by the way, just to talk to the fine people of Seattle, great hosts, but, uh, somebody yelled at Felix Bautista, like, Hey, Felix, like, can you tell the Orioles social media team not to call you King Felix? Like, can you just tell them to stop that? Like that's Felix Hernandez's nickname. You know that, right? And he was kind of like, yeah, yeah, cool. Like, Whichever media member went on the field to yell at Felix Bautista about some tweet the Orioles trolled the Mariners over in mid-June, get off the field. Yeah, the only thing I'll say about this is that media member has to be a lot better because he made himself look like an absolute freaking clown. Yeah. There you go. I don't usually talk like that, but I, I have spoken. That's it. We've, we've spoken. That's it. We, we've simply spoken. Um, I enjoy the all-star festivities. A lot of the hatred for the jerseys uh, I thought was kind of misplaced. For some reason, people were like, you can't wear black pants with the dark. I thought that looked fine. Um, my only problem is we, we had this right. We already got this right, and then we got it wrong. We used to do the cool local warm-up jerseys for the home run derby, and then the team jerseys for the all-star game. And a lot of people were like, bring back the team jerseys. Don't get rid of the warm-up jerseys. They, they installed the warm-up jerseys in the all-star game. It makes the players look more anonymous. People are like, well, you got to sell jerseys. I know, but if you have them in the home run derby, you can sell both. We did this for 20 years. Let's just do it again. We had it right. No, exactly. And I'll tell you, man, like some of that stuff of the All-Star game has been very strange. And like another one, too, and I know you want to end up getting into this is the players that are mic'd up during during all this is like I, I'm stealing your take. This I, Adam was the one who came up with this take. I want to give him credit for this. I don't want to I don't want to step on his toes, but having players mic'd up. Good thing. Position yeah. players. Good thing. But pitchers. Not such a good thing. Like that, what what was it? It was uh, Nathan Eovaldi is yeah. who it was. Kind of a disaster. Um, I felt bad for him because it just, in times like that, it can be, it can feel really awkward and really forced. Um, there's times where it can be really cool. It can be really engaging, especially when you hear, I think there was a case, not during the All-Star game, but previously of like Freddie Freeman at first base. And you could hear his conversations with guys at first or, talking to a shortstop and as they're making a play, like they're talking through it and um, it can be really insightful, but um, you got to pick and choose who those guys are. Cause it can be either really good or it can be really freaking bad. Yeah. They had Freeman and Betts mic'd up at some point during the game together. That was fun. As, as Justin's talking about in the comments, um, they had, at one point, Evaldi was throwing and the batter was also mic'd up. And so it was like, if he hears what Evaldi's saying, he'll know what pitches he's throwing. This is obviously an all-star game, but still, it just like what this isn't really a competition. It doesn't matter anymore. There's no home field advantage, but it's distracting and odd. And Evaldi at one point shanked a, a full count pitch, I think, or at least ball four. And he kind of was like, ugh. And at that moment, I was like, I know he wants to swear, but even if he doesn't, like, I don't, I don't need a mic so that I can hear the pitcher loudly angered at himself for blowing a pitch and yanking it into the dirt. It, it was just strange. And he would sort of pace around and not really talk to them for a while and then kind of be like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he remembered there was a voice in his head. Like all, all around kind of weird. Doesn't work. 
Yeah, no, it doesn't work at all. I, I felt bad for him. Um, thankfully, in the All-Star game, you don't have to pitch too, too much. Um, so you only have to deal with that for a short amount of time. But, um, yeah, that, I bet you they, they will not be doing that again with the starting pitcher. I miss the I miss the old jerseys. I, I do I do like what we saw. I, the, I will call out. Um, I know this is this is the largest platform I have. They used to do. We used to be a proper country. They used to have hats in the All Star game from '98, 2002, with signatures on the side. Every player had their own hat. They would wear a hat with the All Star patch and their signature in fabric. It was cool as hell. It was just their team's hat with a signature on the side. I am constantly a begging for MLB to bring that back. It was great. It was a way more interesting collector's item than a Yankees hat in seafoam green. But two, if anyone is selling those, please sell them to me. I have very few. I cherish them greatly. Somebody put up a Rolando Arojo hat, the Rays All-Star in 98 on eBay the night of the All-Star game. I saw it and I went, you got to be kidding me. This is I've never seen anything like this. I need this. The guy freaked me out. He put a starting bid on it and a make offer button. And I was like, can I just bid? Or does he want me to talk to him? Or like, what's the deal with this? So I messaged him. Hey, this is sick. Where did you get this? Hoping to spark a conversation. Somebody bought it. Somebody freaking bought it out from under me. I messaged the seller back immediately. I will double what the buyer paid. He ignored me. So if you are a baseball insider's listener and you bought that, uh, sell it to me, please. I want it. My only official comment is listen to Adam. Yeah, get him his hat that he wants, please. Somebody really paid more than $20 for that? Like, really? I mean, I will, but like somebody else? Uh, Okay, cool. People, I mean, I don't know, man. Apparently, you have very good taste in hats. That's that's what I'm gathering from this conversation. Apparently. I'm not giving up the fight, and uh, we're not giving up the time slot. We will be back on the Baseball Insiders next Monday and next Thursday as the deadline creeps ever closer the promo again today, baseball in on bet three, six, five. If you don't have an account, now's the perfect time to sign up. Just deposit that initial money bet $1 on any sport. The deposit is $10 and you will instantly receive 200 added to your account in those bonus bets. Whether you win or lose again, that code baseball in on bet three, six, five, you help us out. We help you out until next time. I'm Adam Weinerib. Robert Murray, this is a pretty good show. We uh, we helped to find some teams' trade deadline legacies. I think. And we did. It was a very productive show, and we're only going to get more insight here in the next couple of weeks. So make sure you tune into the Baseball Insiders, please. Everybody, thank you for commenting, uh, for being part of the show. Adam, thank you. Joanne, thank you. Thank you, everybody. What, see you Monday, Adam? Yeah, I'll see you Monday. On behalf of Robert, producer Joanne, and the crew, thanks to everybody. We'll see you then. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret 
and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.